is the Four Diego's Four Bosses. Here in the Four Diego's, we're speaking with uh, Perth Glory CEO Peter Philopoulos. G'day, Peter, and welcome to the Four Diego's. Nice to have you along. Gentlemen, uh, nice to be back on board. Yeah, so we, we speak to you on a fairly regular basis, but uh, it's always good to talk to you pre-season. We know it's a long pre-season, but uh, from the CEO's perspective, it's always good to get a feel for you know how the club's taking shape this far out of the A-League season. Yeah, look, I think uh, our work has been pretty evident that we've been pretty active in the in the, in the transfer market from an on-field perspective. And uh, I suppose our planning started last November. Um, I think everybody saw... Uh, the activity uh, in, during the January transfer market, and uh, you know a lot of those uh, a lot of those decisions made back then were with a longer term lens, and uh, you know that continued with the season finished, and uh, we've made some signings since then, and we're pretty pleased with the way the squad's been building. Peter, it's Carlos. Uh, one thing I love about what you guys are doing, and I know they've been trying to do it even before you came, but they weren't really successful, but you're managing to do it now, is getting the homegrown young stars back or the guys who have gone overseas, uh, you know, done, you know, varyingly difference in, in how successful they are, but you're bringing them back now. Uh, and uh, you, you had a couple last year that came back, but now Reese Williams is back. Uh, you've got to be happy with, uh, with the recruiting in that aspect. Yeah, no, absolutely. It wasn't it wasn't an accident. Um, you know, I, when we released our uh, strategy late last year, I think people would have seen from a football perspective that, you know, we made a we, we made a strate- made it a strategic objective to retain the best of WA talent, but also to repatriate the best of WA talent. And uh, you know, some of these boys coming back, like Austin Griffiths and and Reece, uh, Williams and uh, um, Shane Lowry, Adam Taggart. You know, it was an opportune time. Uh, they wanted to come back all at the same time, and, and we jumped on that uh, on the back of what our strategy is. And, uh, you know, a key role was played by Kenny and, and the close relationship he has with with all those uh, players and has had for a long time as part of when, from way back when he ran the NTC here at Football West. So, you know, we're very happy that they're back. Um, you know, we've also lost some along the way to the Eastern States. We know where they are, and, and hopefully one day we'll get some of those guys back. <laughs> now, uh, Pete, Chris Hurd, uh, he's one that I was really excited about. Uh, he's a guy that's uh, obviously supremely talented from a young age, uh, played at a high level, uh, but sort of lost his way a bit over there. And when he signed back here after a lot of injury problems, I thought he's coming home to get himself right. Uh, but that, so now he's had a bit of a backflip and he's staying back in England. Uh, how much can you tell us about what happened there? Well, look, there's nothing, there's no secret, and I think we've been quite transparent as to what happened. Uh, you know, they were originally coming. I mean, Chris signed the contract, and uh, we were delighted that he signed the contract and he made a decision to come to Perth. But, uh, you know, he was always going to come on his own for the first few months, and his, his wife and, and child, two-and-a-half-year-old child, were going to follow. In the end, they decided as a family they weren't quite ready to make that big move back to Perth. Uh, he, his wife was an English girl, and... Uh, uh, and for whatever reason, they decided as a family they weren't quite ready to make that move. And you know, unfortunately, Chris was left in a position where we had to decide what he what he wanted to do. He decided it wasn't ready for him to come back uh, at this time. Uh, he made a call. We had a very honest conversation, and empathetically, we let him out of the contract. I mean, there's not much you can do. You you, you need to have a player fully on board, and you know, he wasn't going to leave his family behind and and come to Perth to play for us. Unfortunately. Peter, um, apparently Stan Lazaridis wants to make a comeback because he reckons that uh, Perth are in such good shape for the next season and he'd like to play. Look, you, um, you and your coach had a tumultuous 12 months in terms of what happened before you were there and, and, and him as coach with the, the salary cap issues. 
looking back on last season, you must have been extremely proud of the combined efforts of yourself, your coach and your players in terms of re-establishing Perth glory. And I, I was um, particularly taken with how hard you became to beat you you came to be beaten away from home. Like you were a hard team to beat. I was at that Melbourne victory game that you played at Amy Park on a Sunday afternoon and it was just a really solid, gritty performance from a group of guys that committed. That's a real marker, isn't it, in terms of, I suppose, your club, your brand and the way that you're going to play your football going forward. No, definitely. And, you know, what we did last year was work very, very hard on our club culture and the type of culture we wanted to to be known for uh, internally and externally, and you know the boys have resonated uh, to that. They know what we what we want to be and what we aspire to be, and uh, you know they're all on board. And I think what really helped us as a football club was that you know putting together that strategy, the four-year strategy, where everybody was involved, and you know we all had an opportunity to to say where, what we want the club to look like and and, and be like in four years' time, and. I think that's galvanised the club on field and off field, and uh, we're all heading in that direction as one. And uh, um, and you know that strategy has also helped get some of these, you know, uh, ex Western Australians back to to the to, to the team. And you know, there's a lot of belief um, uh, on field, there's a lot of belief off field, there's a strong sense of strategic direction, and we're all heading towards that. And uh, credit goes to our chairman who's who's given us the latitude to to put this plan together, and and hopefully we have some success this year. Here in the Four Diego's, we're speaking with Perth Glory CEO Peter Philopoulos. Now, Peter, um, you've mentioned the West Australians and uh, your CEO, and I was really some of the some of the fan engagement uh, things and promotions that you did last year were fantastic. And uh, you know, you, you you brought some fans back. You know, obviously you've got a bit of work to do there. Can you let the Diego's in on some of the promotional tactics that you're going to use this year to bring more fans to yeah, well, your stadium? Yeah. Well, this year, our, um, you know, we're celebrating our 20th season of national competition. Uh, so uh, 20 years of NSL and A-League seasons. Um, so we'll be celebrating that 20th season. Um, and that's our, our theme for the year. And in round one, we're going to be playing in a heritage jersey. Um, you know, the old fun verse is coming back from the old 90s when, when Perth Glory emerged. Um, and we're going to you know, celebrate that throughout the season um, as, as, as much as we can because, and, and very proudly but also continue to work with the grassroots that we did last year. And, you know, we worked hard with the grassroots last year, you know, fishing where the fish are uh, and trying to get them to the games. And we'll continue that work this year. Um, and our membership uh, is, is stronger than ever at this time of the year. We're 45% up on the same time last year. So some of that work is, is really coming to fruition and we're going to continue that harder than ever. Um, and, of course, the, the engagement that we just continually uh, conduct with our fan base as well, other than just the participation base, uh, is, is getting more and more uh, you know, uh, uh, detailed and uh, uh, sticky, and our fans are responding to it quite well. You're nearly as old as the Four Diego's there, uh, Peter. <laughs> Sorry? You're nearly as old as the Four Diego's. We're celebrating our 23rd year this year, and uh, we haven't even thought about what to do. So uh, congratulations <laughs> on that. Maybe, well, we should maybe, get... maybe we can get you down here. Oh, well, <laughs> we won't complain about that, Peter, at all. But uh... I'll give you my mobile off air. <laughs> now, Peter... The, the rumours we were getting here in Melbourne, uh, probably rumours started by yeah. the Four Diego's, I'm not quite sure, but uh, <laughs> that Mark Swartzer was a possibility to join you guys at Perth. And that excited me, not only because he's a legend of the yeah. game, but if you had Ante Kovic and Mark Swartzer in the same <laughs> squad, I think combined that would be a Guinness World Record Correct. as yeah. far as the age group of your first yeah. two keepers are concerned. Was there any truth in that rumour at all? 
Yeah, there was. And look, the thing that, the, you know, the, the exciting part for me is that, it, you know, 12 months on, um, the types of conversations we are having with players from all over the world um, and the interest in Perth Glory uh, is, is, you know, unrecognisable. So, you know, people actually want to be part of what we're building here. You know, they're, they're noticing what we're doing. So we are having a lot of interesting conversations. And, um, you know, we, one of the strategic objectives, again, going back to the strategy, is that we want to be a destination club. But, you know, for aspiring young footballers and established footballers all over the country, we want to be a, a destination club. And, you know, we're, we're quite encouraged by the conversations we've had and continue to have the players, the types of players that want to come to Perth Glory. So, you know, other than Mark Schwarzer, we also spoke to Tim Cale to see where he was at. I don't think many, you know, many clubs in the A-League spoke to him, but we certainly spoke to him on two or three occasions as well just to understand what uh, he wanted to do. And he was also excited about what we're building here. Unfortunately, we couldn't get to a position to, to get him to Perth and uh, good on Melbourne City for getting him on board. But, you know, they're the sort of things that we're doing and we're going to continue to do to, to, to become more and more of a destination club. So, Peter, you'll definitely continue to pursue opportunities around marquees and, and the money that's available from the FFA around that sort of marquee interest? Oh, not now we don't. We won't. I mean, we were speaking to Tim well before we knew what we were doing with Diego Castro, but, you know, signing Diego Castro pretty much put that to a close. But, you know, we're done and dusted for, the, for this season, uh, other than a couple of minor spots. But, uh, you know, maybe sometime in the future we'll be in a position to do so. Now, as a Melbourne City fan, Peter, I'm still a little bit upset about Bruno Fornaroli <laughs> and Diego Castro, and we won't go down that path. Just remind me how good this guy is, because I think there is a sense that we undervalue, you know, it's out of sight, out of mind sort of thing. What are the things that is going to be so good about me seeing him against Bruno Fornarelli in his second season as your marquee player? Look, I don't know what we're going to get. Hopefully we're going to get something more exciting than what we got last year. But, you know, there, there, is a, there is a belief, and I see it now as a Victorian coming into Perth, you know, had you put last season a you know Sydney FC or, or a Melbourne shirt on Diego Castro, he would have been seen a lot differently than what he was wearing a Perth Glory shirt. He was outstanding. I mean, he was unbelievable, and uh, you know he was better than what we ever expected to get. And I don't think he actually got the kudos he should have got. Um, and hence why we were, we're delighted he got the Johnny Warren Medal because that for us was due recognition. But you know, and Bruno was just as good. Um, and probably was very close in the, at the end of the day. But, you know, Diego Castro was an outstanding talent. Um, and a lot of people forget that the season prior coming to us, he was, he was highly regarded in the La, La Liga in Spain. So, you know, it's a type of player, the quality of, 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 of Diego Castro. We should be delighted that he's in the A-League. Now, Peter, the Diego's have known you for a long, long time. You're a lovely bloke who does his job really, really well. Uh, but with Greg O'Rourke now the head of the A-League, I know that you would have picked up the phone and rung him and not asked him what he's going to do first, but tell him what he's going to be doing first. What was the first thing? What, what's the first thing? If, ever, if you haven't had a chat to him yet, what's the first thing you're going to actually say to him? This is the priority, not only for Perth Glory, but for the A-League. Oh look, I think the A League is a, is a you know great competition, but you know for me, I think we need to. And I've said it before, and I've written about it. Uh, I think we need to to really look at our marketing and you know get smarter with our marketing and fish with a fish. Uh, you know we talk about our participation base, uh, but for me, I don't think we're doing enough to connect the participation base with the A League, and that's where we need to get 
you know, rolling up our sleeves and working harder to do that. You know, the 23% conversion of participants to to A-League brands is not good enough. Um, and we, we need to, you know, uh, improve on that significantly and then we'll get the results in the terraces. I think that's not a bad statement to make and uh, please make it. Um, just but as, as we let you go, uh, Peter, and we really appreciate your time. I've often wondered uh, what it's like to be the CEO in the middle of a chairman, Tony Sage, who really wears his heart on his sleeve, and a coach like <laughs> Kenny Lowe, who really wears his heart on his sleeve. Tell us, tell us a little bit how you manage that. And throw in Jacob Burns ahead of football and you've got a real <laughs> Look, you know, the good thing about the four of us, I mean, it's a, it's a good question, is that we're all passionate. Tony's passionate. Jacob's very passionate. I'm passionate, you know, and so is Kenny. And, you know, we actually have got a good working relationship. We understand each other. What's helped us is that we've got a strong sense of strategic direction and we know where we're heading. So whenever we discuss anything, we're always going back and revisiting what our strategic, what our four-year strategy is and what we're trying to achieve and why we're trying to achieve it and whether the decisions we're making actually fit within that strategy. So it makes those conversations easier. Um, and of course, you know, process and governance is something that we've really implemented at the club. So everything goes through a process and, a, and, a, and, a, and governance procedures. So, you know, when we are making the right decisions, we're, we're, we're doing the right things as well. With Jacob, do you have a yellow card, red card situation going? <laughs> yeah, no, we do have a few and he, and he, gets, a few, uh, he gets a few jibes in the office. <laughs> All right. I, keep, I keep on reminding him that uh, in the NFL days, I think he... He, uh, he copped more of his red cards against uh, Paul Trimboli because he kept on trying to kick him. Yes, <laughs> that's right. That's, that's right. right. That's why I asked that question. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> hey, Peter, as always, we really appreciate your time and uh, enjoy the rest of the preseason and uh, look forward to speaking with you uh, during the A-League season proper. No, thanks, guys, and I appreciate your time. No worries. Thank you. Peter Philopoulos, the CEO of Perth Glory. This is before the A goes to Perth Bosses.